0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Jan Goldstein. So glad you're joining me here at All That Matters, our positivity podcast coming out every Monday throughout the year. And this particular week, I had noted a news item that suicide prevention coordinators at a medical center in Iron Mountain, Michigan had put up a display this week of folded origami cranes. Now, the cranes that were folded by medical staff and veterans and community members um, are being put up for Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and veterans who may be struggling. So, a, a, a thousand paper cranes, I'd heard of it before. They're often given to a person who is seriously ill to wish for their recovery, and they're usually created by friends in a collective effort. An ancient Japanese legend promises that anyone who folds a thousand origami cranes, known as senbazuru, will be granted a wish by the gods. I had to go back and look at these, uh, at this history i wanted to understand a little bit more about it the japanese word origami is a combination of two words in japanese ori which means to fold and kami which means paper so it's believed that japanese origami began in the sixth century and because of the high cost of paper origami was only used for religious ceremonial purposes In Japan, the crane is a mystical creature. It's believed to have lived for a thousand years. As a result, in the Japanese, Chinese, and Korean culture, the crane represents good fortune and longevity. The Japanese refer to the crane as the bird of happiness. Wings of the crane were believed to carry souls up to paradise. And mothers who pray for the protection of the crane's wings for their children will recite the prayer, O flock of heavenly cranes, cover my child with your wings. In some stories it is believed that a thousand cranes must be completed within one year. And they must all be made by the person who is to make the wish at the end. They're also a symbol of peace, and often you find them at war memorials. There are several temples, including some in Tokyo and Hiroshima, that have eternal flames for world peace, but school groups or individuals often donate a thousand cranes or senbazuru to add to the prayer for peace and the cranes are left exposed to the elements slowly becoming tattered and dissolving as symbolically the wish is released even the Japanese space agency Jaxa used the folding of 1000 cranes as one of the tests for candidates of its astronaut program but as I looked at this concept of a thousand cranes, and I had heard of it in the past. I went in search of the origin of this tradition, and it's a story I suppose I'd heard of before, and perhaps some of you are familiar with it, but it's one that bears hearing now and again. Because in 1945, there was a two-year-old, Sadako Sasaki, and she was at home in Hiroshima when the explosion occurred. She was blown out of the window and her mother ran out to find her and suspecting she may be dead, but instead she found her little girl alive with no apparent injuries. Sadako grew up like her peers and became an important member of her class sports team. And In November of 1954, Sasaki began developing swellings on her neck and behind her ears. Subsequently, she was diagnosed with acute malignant lymph gland leukemia, or as her mother and others in Hiroshima referred to it as, the atomic bomb disease. She was hospitalized on February 21st, 1955, and given no more than a year to live. Several years after that atomic explosion, they found an increase in leukemia, especially among children. By the early 50s, it was clear that leukemia was caused by radiation exposure. In August of 55, she was moved into a room with a girl named Keo, a junior high school student who was two years older than her. And it was shortly after getting this roommate that cranes were brought to her room from a local high school club. Sasaki's friend told her the legend of the cranes, and she set herself a goal of folding a 1,000 of them which was believed to grant the folder a wish. But Sasaki lacked papers, so she used medicine wrappings and whatever else she could scrounge, including going to other patients' rooms to ask for the paper from their get-well presents. There's a popular version of this story that Sasaki fell short of her goal of folding 1,000 cranes, having folded only 664 before her death and that her friends completed the 1,000 and buried them all with her. However, an exhibit that appeared in the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Museum stated, by the end of August 1955, Sasaki had achieved her goal and continued to fold 300 more cranes. Indeed, her older brother, Masahiro Sasaki, says in his book, The Complete Story of Sadako Sasaki, that she did indeed exceed her goal. She was 12 when she died. After her death, Sasaki's friends and schoolmates published a collection of letters in order to raise funds to build a memorial to her and all of the children who had died from the effects of the atomic bomb. In 1958, a statue of Sasaki holding a golden crane was unveiled in the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park, and at the foot of the statue is a plaque that reads, This is our cry. This is our prayer. Peace in the world. There's also a statue of her in the Seattle Peace Park. Sasaki is a heroine for many girls in Japan, and it only struck me in searching out the story of Sadako this week that my brother, too, had developed leukemia, albeit later in life, that... Sadako's roommate in the hospital was named Kyo, and my brother who married a Japanese woman by the name of Kyoko. In other words, I found myself choosing to make connections in the story of a girl from another time and place and my life today. I think we can do that. I think that's how we connect to history and how we connect to peoples of other cultures, other faiths, other genders, that we somehow find threads of a connection and we build on them. It's maybe our choice to take a place under the umbrella of this story because it is so filled with the gentle fragility of these origami cranes and at the same time the spirit of a young girl who stood in the face of tragedy and fostered hope through the folding of a thousand cranes. She chose to use art to foster that hope. Just as my brother also prayed for peace, he was a renowned scientist, and he always reached between East and West to connect scientists, to connect the world, And towards the end of his life, a year and a half ago, he used art through his books. He had written three science fiction books. And they used as a theme about connecting, about understanding peoples from different times, different worlds. And so I see in... This story of a thousand cranes. Other stories. She contributed something. She contributed something, Sadako Sasaki. My brother made his contribution. What may we each contribute to the cause of life and of healing of hope? I think of, in the beauty of the art of origami... There is another art form, poetry, that has an answer and a challenge. As Robin Williams' character Mr. Keating declares to his students in the stirring film Dead Poets Society, we don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion and medicine, law, business, engineering. These are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, oh me, oh life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what Good amid amid these, O me, O life. Answer, that you are here, that life exists, and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? Sadako's verse with but a dozen years of life to her was to create paper cranes to foster hope. What will be our verse? Think about this week. Whenever or wherever you feel down or despair, think of Sadako's thousand cranes. And like the bird and you cannot fail to let her example help your spirits to soar. May Sadako's memory like my brother's ever be a blessing. Go. Live your blessings. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein and this is All That Matters.